tasty. Too tasty. Listen, y'all going to get this podcast. Like I told y'all, the beginning of these playoffs. This podcast ain't going nowhere. Tasters, tasters, welcome to my table. And this is a sweet and late night episode of Tasty After Dark. I'm actually dropping this on a Friday going into Saturday. So we're going to call this episode 75.5. That's 75 and a half. And thank you for joining me at my table. So I put up a post earlier on my Instagram asking, should I drop a tipsy tasty topics bonus episode? And I want to shout out my tasters who replied like, yes, and duh, yeah. Okay, Shea Butter. Okay, Nika, I see you and thank you. Um, it's just something I thought I should do because today was really, um, as far as the weather is concerned, we got that wild summer weather coming in. It's still spring, but summer's on the way. So we had a thunderstorm earlier and I was at home feeling good because I took care of some things regarding my physical health that made me feel great. This is the best I felt in ages. So I came in. And popped a bottle of Chandon for any of you who don't drink bubbly. Chandon Rosé is pretty good. Um, I want to shout out my girl Summer because she actually got me more into Chandon than I was already into. Like I had tasted it once or twice. But when I would see her post and it was like Chandon, Chandon and she would have different types. And I said, you know what, let me start trying the different types of Shondon bubbly. So the rose is pretty good. Um, it's not very sweet. It's not really dry, but um, it's bubbly, and you will get the burpees. Oh, speaking of the burpees, one of the um, if you look in the burp, <laughs> one of the biggest belches you will get is Nineteen Crimes, the Cali Gold. Yeah, the one with Snoop on the bottle, and it's a bottle of gold bubbly. I drank that with my boy Llama of Views of an Ex. And what my girl Tasha talks a lot. She has her own podcast you need to check out. And we was just belching the whole time that we were together. We were recording um, his 100th episode that you all should listen to. 100 episodes of Views of an Ex. And um, we were drinking that Cali Gold. And it was like... Well, anyway... What brings me here? Like I said, it was a thunderstorm earlier. And I said, you know what? Let me give my tasters something tasty. Just just some random topics. I guess we could call this a buffet. It's just things that's on my mind. Well, earlier, one of the things that struck my mind. Um, I just want to say, I don't want this to be morbid. But rest in peace to a young woman by the name of Jackie O. Who lost her life apparently at the hands of, I don't want to say at the hands, due to a surgical procedure that she was having regarding her body. And the reason why this was something like major to me is because I feel like once I talk about something, it's like things happen. Like you see, I was just talking about getting that shot for the weight loss and bariatric surgery versus BBLs and shots. And it's like, damn, this young woman is gone now. And apparently 
She is no longer with us at the age of 32 years old, I think. And she left behind children. And her boyfriend was DC Young Fly from Wild and Out. And, um, you know, other ventures in acting and comedy. And she's gone now. You know what they said? The things that we do to be beautiful. The price of beauty. Like tasters. What price would you pay to be beautiful? Like if... Somebody came to you tomorrow and said, I'll give you the body that you always wanted and it won't cost you a thing, but you might have to go under the knife or you may have to pop a pill or take a shot. Would you do it, tasters? If you could be promised the body of your dreams overnight, because even though You'll hear it said that, you know, you got to do it for you and you got to do these things for your body and your physique to make yourself happy. Is it really all about your happiness or is it the image that you project to the world that makes you happy? I got to be real with you. With me, I become more happy with the more compliments I get. And one thing that I will say with gaining weight and not feeling good about it is because I don't get complimented as much. Like even, oh, I got to tell you, I got weighed today. I'm 10 pounds down, smaller than I was two weeks ago. That was a big deal for me. And I felt like I noticed a difference. I even had someone at work, like a couple of people at work say to me like, oh, what are you doing? Honestly, um not eating. <laughs> I've been in so much pain tasters. I got to be real with you. Um, I limited my eating like I wasn't in the mood to eat because I'm not hungry. I'm hurting all the time. Like who the fuck wants to eat? All I want to do is pop pills, drink some wine, some bubbly and lay the fuck down. Well, I'm up now. So I hope that now that I'm feeling better that my appetite doesn't pick back up and then I gain these 10 pounds. Like it feels so good. Again, tasters, when I can put on jeans without having to lay down and twist and turn and use a coat hanger. Any of you ever had to use a coat hanger to pull your zip up and hope that the bitch don't pop? Yeah, I haven't had to do that lately. And it's because of this 10 pound weight loss. Um, I'm looking to lose 10 more and then 10 more after that. But what are the links that I would go through for a quick fix? I'm not exactly sure. Like I said, um, surgery is something that I've considered, but not for weight loss. I never was a person who thought that I needed surgery to lose weight. I know how to lose weight. I just don't stick to it. But as far as getting sexy, yeah, I've entertained the idea of a little titty lift. Getting my little back fat sucked out. Or even what they call it, the... um. Not the BBL, the fat transfer. Yeah, let's move some of this fat around. <laughs> like, say if I can't lose weight the right way, can I take the fat out of the wrong places and put it in the, some of the right places? Like, I feel like you can never have hips too big. And that's big for me because when I was young, I was actually ashamed of my hips. I used to have real wide hips when I was young. And I was... I thought they were weird. I felt strange. I would walk down the street and men would only try to holler at me because of the, the proportions and the dimensions of my hips. And I didn't appreciate them. I didn't know it was sexy. But now that my hips aren't as wide as they used to be, it's like, you know what? I wouldn't mind having um wider hips. And that's my body goal. What's your body goal? Especially my lady tasters. What are your body goals? Like the ultimate sexy body goal for me? 
I want my titties up in the air, a flat stomach, a skinny waist, and my booty just to sit up. Because I feel like the older I've gotten, it's kind of dropped. And some wide hips. Oh, and tighter legs. I've always had like loose, jiggly legs. And I don't fucking like them. I've been having cellulite in my legs since I was fucking nine years old. I swear to God, I remember I was in ballet class as a kid. I was going to this ballet school. It wasn't a ballet school. It was actually a school of performing arts called Fournier and Greco. Who knew about Fournier and Greco at 44 Court Street? It's like it never even existed. You can look online and there's like no evidence that Fournier and Greco was a thing. And it was a big deal. Well, anyway, I went to Fournier and Greco. It was a really big um, dance school. And I remember looking at myself in the mirror when I was a kid. We were standing on the ballet bar. And I felt like I was the only kid in class and I had wrinkles in my legs. And I remember thinking, what are these wrinkles and these waves in my legs? And none of the other little girls had them. And it hurt my feelings so bad. And it's something that it took me a long time to get over. I feel like the older I got, the wrinkles and the waves of cellulite kind of balanced itself out. But when I was a child, it was like really traumatic. Like, I think things like that fuck with you. When you notice that you got flaws that other kids don't have, you know, like, ugh. that ain't tasty. But, yeah, it was just a mention. But, yeah, if I had to um create the perfect Dr. Frankenstein shape for myself, that's what it would be. Skinny waist, flat stomach, fat booty, wide hips, tight legs, titties up in the air. How about you? What about my men? You know, I see a lot of men, you know, everybody wants six-pack abs, muscles. But you know what, men? You know what I'm going to get on y'all about, the chicken legs thing. A lot of y'all men are out here, and you're doing a lot of huffing and puffing in the gym and sweating and pumping eye and, and you neglecting them legs. You got all this up top, and that bottom half is lacking. Like, when is that going to stop? Come on. Why are men afraid of leg weights? Why are men afraid of leg work? Stop skipping leg day, men. Anyway, um, like I said, this is going to be a tipsy, tasty buffet. Um, Again, the tipsy that I was tipping on was Rosé by Shandon, and it was good and bubbly. And I'm going to pour me some more in a little bit. I actually just finished my last glass. I can go through a bottle of bubbly by myself. Do any of my other tasters do that, or do you need help? Now, with hard liquor, I definitely need help. You'll never catch me in the house finishing like a whole bottle of Quavo by myself. Not in one sitting. I know people that can do that. And um, that's not a good thing. But a bottle of bubbly? Oh, yeah, I don't need help. Yeah, on a good night, I could finish a bottle in the night. But generally, it takes me two. Like, I'll probably pour another glass. And then tomorrow, as my day goes, while I'm doing laundry and cleaning the house, I'll probably have about two more full glasses left. So anyway, I was watching one of my favorite um, blogcasts on YouTube earlier, and they were talking about a crime that had been committed in high school. Well, they called it a crime because the young boys that was accused of this high school crime are possibly up for 10 years in prison. You ready for it, Tasters? They released a fart bomb in their high school. A fucking fart bomb. So if anybody ever wondered why Stella Belafonte had no interest in high school boys when she was a high school girl, that was one of the reasons. Stella Belafonte wanted lobster tails. Yeah, 
in my high school days. I wanted lobster tails. I was a big eater. I wanted shrimps. I was definitely big on um, Chinese food. Take me to Benihana. Take me to an upscale Chinese buffet. And the boys that was in school blowing up fart bombs wasn't doing it for me. And I would look at the young ladies that I was classmates with. And a lot of them would be broken hearted over the type of niggas that was blowing up fart bombs. You know what the fuck? I don't even. I'm thinking of cherry bombs. Remember the cherry bombs back in the days? Well, apparently, whatever these kids blew up, the shit was so noxious that there were kids that were hospitalized. They had to air out the school. I think they had to evacuate the building. Like, who the fuck does that? <laughs> like, that, nothing about that was sexy or cool to me. Like, I just didn't have it for high school boys because high school boys did high school things. Like, you only had that rare one or two that stood out. Remember, you might have had that one boy in high school that was so grown and so sexy. You just didn't even have time for him because um, if he was in 10th grade, all the seniors was trying to fuck him. Or he had a 23-year-old girlfriend picking him up after school in her um millennium. Well, remember the, the, the monster, the millennium? Or the 929? Yeah, those were some of my favorite cars back then. A coming to get him in her J30 Infinity. Yeah. It was only like one or two that I could think back to in high school that could have got it. That wasn't blowing up fart bombs and stinking, sweating, um, still getting grounded and whoopings. Yeah, I know it was a couple of kids in school. I remember there was rumors going around as come on high school still getting spankings like oh my god <laughs> like and i'm supposed to date you like i'm supposed to listen to you like what are we doing here but one thing i will say i was having a conversation with some girlfriends of mine um during my birthday weekend after my hotel party we was just vibing shout out to trilly trills rosie for president and um look foxy beige we were just kicking it about men in general and i was saying that when i was coming up it was like a different breed the men were different like we went into ll cool j big daddy king men were like high top face gold rope chains that walk like that was a diddy bop back in people think that um the word diddy bop comes from p diddy and his walk and his swag and his dances no 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 diddy bop was the way a man walked to show off how tough and sexy he was. Basically, it was like BDE back then. Before they were saying big dick energy, yeah, man's bop. And I feel like the men back in my day, like the late 80s all the way through the late 90s, they had a different bop about them. Because they was big gold chain, wearing cologne. You know, like they said, getting the, the three cuts and eyebrows. The three-finger ring, driving around in socks. Put it like this. If you want to get an idea of the type of men that I came up around. I, I spoke about this before, but I'm talking about it again. Just watch the movie Paid in Full. Remember Mitch in Paid in Full? Yeah, that was my type, my speed. I was in the dudes like that. Fresh cuts, nice, clean sneakers, pretty cars. Like, these young niggas now, it's like, I'm looking at these young girls like, this is what y'all like. 
I don't get it. Call me old fashioned. Call me old school. I put up a meme the other day that I stole off somebody's page and it was showing a woman at, at the church peeking around looking for the men like we're the men with the dark fades. We're the men with the with the Caesars. Where those men? What happened to them? A lot of these men are out here looking like scruffy, dusty, ragamuffins, funky, pants hanging down, tattoos everywhere. When did men just start tatting everything? Tattoos all over their faces, the necks. And it's not even sexy tattoos that seem to have any art or any direction about them. Just inked up, inked out, burnt out. Ugh. Yuck. Yuck, yuck. No way. No thanks. I'll pass. Like, they can call me old. They can call me whatever. But I'm glad that I'm not a part of the generation who is involved with young men out here blowing up fart bombs. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, I feel like my generation was just a bit more sophisticated than that. But then it's like, how sophisticated were they? Because they're the ones that raised the fart bombers. <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't know. I guess, you know, every generation has their thing. And speaking of um, generationals and things, um, I don't want to make this about celebrities. I don't even want to consider this woman a celebrity. I don't know if you've all heard, but um, the so-called relationship expert, Derek Jackson, you can look him up. I'm not going to get into all his business. Everybody knows what he did. And if you don't know, you need to find out. Well, anyway, he's a relationship expert, coach, whatever, who's... um. Going through divorce proceedings with the woman that he was married to that a lot of followers had no idea that he was married to. So anyway, the long and the short of it is this um, soon-to-be ex-wife of his that he put through the mill, that he put on display and embarrassed in front of the world, has now chosen to start um, coaching women. Through the cheating process. First, before they were divorcing, she was trying to coach women through a process of forgiving husbands for cheating. Now, apparently, she has this very expensive course, like a boot camp for women who have been broken and battered by cheating husbands. And um, Danae Jackson, that's her name, is here to help you get through it. Let me tell you something, Tasters. Besides old hoes, and I did an episode about that telling you, don't listen to old hoes. Old hoes got to go. Stop listening to married women just because they're married. Stop thinking that everybody that's in a relationship is an expert. And that women who aren't married and who don't have so-called solid relationships just don't know nothing about love. Because from what I'm seeing is, I mentioned this before and I'm going to talk about it again. You got a lot of women who just stay in marriages for the sake of being married just to be able to look down at other women and say but where your man at (laughs) i got a husband where your husband at while they're getting fucked on mistreated lied to um dealing with side babies other women being treated better look the the so-called mistresses and side chicks being treated better than they are and it's like um Why would you listen to anything that they have to say? Now, I do advocate strong marriages, good relationships. By all means, if you are friends with or happen to be surrounded by women who are in good, stable marriages and happy relationships, 
you should take advice from them. You know, maybe they could tell you something that you need to know. But a woman who's being cheated on and mistreated and mishandled and um, emotionally abused by a man, you can't tell me nothing about nothing. Or if you're all going to tell me anything, you're going to have to tell me your truth. And you ain't going to charge me for it. Um, look it up. Danae Jackson just did a very telling interview in two parts on a podcast called Dear Future Wifey, which is actually run by a man whose entire platform is built on the fact that he was a cheating husband and decided to start a podcast because of it. Isn't it amazing the things that will lead and drive a person to um to find their footing in this podcast world? He was a cheating husband. And he's a, it was an admitted cheat, and um, he does this podcast, and he does a lot of interviews with married people, or people in relationships, people that cheat, or people who've been cheated on, to just talk about it. So anyway, the gentleman who runs their Future Wifey podcast interviewed Danae Jackson, and um, again, she's feels that she's in a position and a place in her. Godforsaken marriage because that's exactly what her and Derek Jackson had going on. It was Godforsaken. Um, she feels she's in a position to coach women. Um, Tasis, I wouldn't advise you to take coaching again from women who are in abusive, destructive situations. If they're gonna talk, listen to them, but only listen to them. If they are telling their truth, but they shouldn't be telling you how to handle anything, how to face any issues regarding a relationship. Because I feel like what women with mindsets like Danae Jackson are going to do is tell you about what they've been through, how they accepted it, why they accepted it. And now after years of abuse and mistreatment, because she was definitely with this man for close to 20 years, as young as she is, she's only in her early 30s. She definitely looks about 40. Um, just telling women shit about the shit that you've been through and then thinking that you're going to coach them past it if they're going through the same things. I don't know. That's just, that's just some, like, some sort of disconnect to me. I feel like heal first. Heal first. I would rather that the Denea Jacksons of the world and even the man with the Dear Future Wifey podcast talk about your healing process. Talk about your journey. Tell your truth, but don't try to coach anyone. Don't charge people for a service. Like, what are you charging me for? What am I paying for? This is a woman who just a year ago was sitting in a live, on a live with the man who was disrespecting and lying to her and cheating on her, who was on live with him, telling the world that they were going to be strong together and that they weren't going anywhere. And that he was admitting his cheating and that she was not going to admit defeat. Then several months after that, she was on camera wishing death on anyone who spoke against her and her cheating, no good ass philandering husband, wishing death and destruction on um, anyone who spoke against her, him, wishing death and um, poverty and more death on their children, their unborn children. Like, what kind of shit is that? Like, why would you take advice from a woman who was very recently in a place where she was so angry about the things that she has gone through? 
in her loveless, shitty marriage that she would wish death on the general population. <laughs> like, why the fuck would you want to listen to a woman like that? Like, the only reason why I feel like I'm in a place to give advice I'm not going to say the only reason. I have several reasons. Like, I'll tell all of you, all of my tasters, all of my listeners, my friends, my family members, I don't give advice that I don't take. And I don't offer, like, just real crazy, just get up and pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Fuck these niggas. I don't think that way. I know that we all go through hurt. We all go through pain. You got to work through the shit. But I know what you should and should not be accepting out here. I will talk about that. I'll share some of the things that I did go through. That I wish I hadn't. And how to get past some of the pain and some of the losses that you will suffer. But I'm not going to be somebody who sat in suffering, in abuse and disrespect and tolerated it. Just waking up the next day feeling like I'm over it. And now I'm in a position to tell women that they need to get over it too. Like how fair is that? How sensible is that? It ain't fair and it ain't sensible. Well, anyway, my tastes. I guess you could say this was a short stay. I just wanted to drop a little tipsy taste because I was feeling my bubbly and feeling real good. Like I was physically. I haven't felt this good physically in a long, long, long time. And I also wanted to say just thank you to my tasters who do listen to me, who look forward to my top picks. Who want to see me flourish and do more and do better. And um, I'm going to drink some more bubbly. And I'm going to catch a movie. Um, there's a couple of movies that I have um, fallen down the rabbit hole on Netflix watching. Um, Tubi is a crazy place, but Netflix can be a crazy place too. I don't know if you all heard. There's a movie on Netflix called Soft and quiet and it's one of those movies that I wish that I hadn't started watching but it was like a train wreck once I started I couldn't stop um it's about a group of white women who come together they have a gathering little what they used to call it back in the days coffee catch little meetings about the state of affairs know about the state of race affairs and ethnic affairs basically it's like some real um daughters of the confederacy shit some neo-nazi shit with white women sitting around talking about how they don't like women who aren't like themselves and they all crazy the whole lot of them yeah i'm giving it away just if you can give it a chance if you can't tolerate it um don't but it's up there so on netflix called soft and quiet and um from the description i usually get a lot from movie descriptions i guess i didn't read this far into it because um it was kind of crazy and another one that i'm late to Tastes, um, this is going to be my last semi-movie review another netflix movie i'm about a year and a half late. It's a movie starring John David Washington and um, the beautiful melanated queen that you are all in love with. That lady, the young girl Zendaya. Um, it's called Malcolm and Marie. Taste as I tried. Shout out to Tasha Talks a lot because she had actually posted about it. And that's what made me go ahead and give it a watch. It had been on my watch list for a very long time. And when I gave it a watch, 
let's just say that was about two hours of my life that I wish I could get back. It got to the point where this movie was on. I wasn't even watching it. It was just on. It, it, it didn't even feel like a movie anymore. It felt like I was just in this terrible sound tunnel. And here, spoiler alert, I'm going to give it away. Malcolm and Marie is about a couple in this beautiful apartment. The whole film is in black and white. Apparently, um, Malcolm, the character played by Denzel's boy, he's a, a film writer. And he had, had won some sort of award. And he and his lady come home. And the whole basis of the movie is she's angry because at his award ceremony that she was invited to, that she sat at looking beautiful, he forgot to shout her out. And for the next two hours, you witness this couple just yelling and screaming at each other in black and white. It was so much yelling and screaming and rolling all over the floor and temper tantrums. I was ready to have a damn temper, temper tantrum. It's like sometimes Netflix can drop some gems. But they can drop some garbage too. And if, if, if on a scale of gem to garbage, I got to say that Malcolm and Marie was garbage. And so was um, soft and quiet. <laughs> so you can either take it from me or give it a chance yourself. It, it, the choice is yours. But there goes the spoiler. I don't even care because that's how much I disliked. Both of those movies. I can't even remember the last time I saw an actual a movie that I really, really enjoyed. I know a couple of months ago, my Batman took me to see Cocaine Bear. Rest in peace to Ray Liotta. That was one of his final films. Um, you know, if you don't know Ray Liotta with his big blue eyes from Goodfellas, well, he wasn't looking sexy and blue-eyed in his movie. Like, I, they say he died suddenly, but I don't know. He was looking like death to me in this movie, and it wasn't makeup. But yeah, Cocaine um, Bear was crazy. And um, I think that's the last movie I saw in the movies. As a matter of fact, you know what? I'm going to give a chance. I'm a John Wick fan, and I'm very angry at myself that I didn't go see the last John Wick in the movies. You know what? I might watch it tonight. John Wick 4. I love John Wick. He's very sexy. Um, the John Wick franchise is very, um, it's just a sexy and intriguing, captivating franchise. And I think that's something I will sip some bubbly and give a chance to. It's late, but not that late. And um, John Wick 4 is definitely over two hours long. Shit, two and a half hours better from what I saw. On my cable grid. And I think I'm going to watch that. But anyway. Thank you for joining me for this tipsy buffet. I hope you all enjoyed your time with me. And I thank you all for listening. And again, drop me a line. Let me know, tasters, what you want Stella Belafonte to chat about. When you sit at my table, what you want to eat on? Look, what would you like to take a bite of? What you want Stella to serve up? Because whatever it is that you're interested in, I got you. Look, I'm here to serve. Well, enjoy the rest of your weekend. It's supposed to get up into the 90s, potentially, in New York City this weekend. So, enjoy this warm spring, a.k.a. pre-summer weather. Stay out of trouble. And watch yourself when you're outside. Because outside is fucking expensive. Bye.